Yes, it's that time again. Time to tell you the news. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup for 12-1-23, finally in December. Reading the news so you don't have to. And in no particular order, which I mean to say that we could have a heartwarming story and then a terrible story and then a oh-my-God story and then a oh, it's an uplifting story. It's all over the place. So with that being said... A U.S. district judge has ruled that former President Donald Trump can be prosecuted in the case regarding his alleged interference in the 2020 election. This decision dismisses Trump's efforts to derail the case, which challenges his actions to overturn the election results. Additionally, the judge rejected Trump's defense that the indictment violates his free speech rights. She stated that his actions constituted, and I quote, knowingly making false statements in furtherance of a criminal conspiracy and obstructing the electoral process, end quote. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chavin, Chavin, I don't care how you say it, was stabbed 22 times by an inmate at a federal prison in Arizona. The inmate admitted he would have killed Chavin if prison officers had not intervened promptly although he denied having an intent to kill him. I don't know. Stabbing somebody 22 times kind of feels like it falls within the attempted murder range. The House of Representatives have voted to expel Representative George Santos from Congress following findings by the House Ethics Committee. The committee's report provided evidence indicated that Santos had violated federal criminal laws. According to the report, Santos knowingly submitted false campaign reports, improperly used campaign funds for personal expenses, and failed to comply with financial disclosure requirements. Retired Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, who is the first woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, has died at the age of 93 in Phoenix. Her death was attributed to advanced dementia and a respiratory illness. During her tenure of over two decades on the high court, O'Connor held a pivotal role and often cast the decisive vote in critical cases, notably those concerning abortion and affirmative action. Olympic gold medalist swimmer Cleet Keller, I think that's how you say it, has been sentenced to only six months of home detention for his participation in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. He pleaded guilty to a felony charge, was recognized for his involvement in the riot, including leading chants and resisting efforts to be removed from the Capitol. The Florida Appeals Court has upheld Governor DeSantis' congressional redistricting map, which included the dismantling of a black-majority district. The court's decision was based on the plaintiff's failure to demonstrate, get this, that the affected area constituted a single cohesive community. And if that's how they're going, they're, they're basing their congressional maps on if everybody gets along in the area, whoo, that's a lot of redrawing around the country, especially in Florida. Texas lost in a dispute with the Biden administration over border security measures. A federal appeals court ruled that the state's deployment of floating border barriers on the Rio Grande was unauthorized. The conflict between Israel and Hamas has escalated once again, marked by renewed airstrikes on Gaza and rocket fire into Israel. This resurgence in hostilities has led to the breakdown of the previously established truce, casting a shadow over ongoing negotiation efforts and putting the safety of the 140 hostages in jeopardy. South Korea has successfully launched its first military spy satellite, a move that follows North Korea's recent announcement of placing its own spy satellite in orbit. Here's the difference, though. We can confirm South Korea did this. We still haven't gotten confirmation that North Korea's done this. The Philadelphia City Council, you know that place where that certain someone was born and raised, 
has passed a new law prohibiting the wearing of ski masks in certain public spaces, an effort aimed at enhancing public safety in the face of rising violent crime rates. Under this legislation, a ski mask is described as a snug covering that obscures the entire head, leaving openings only for the eyes, nose, or mouth. Violations of this ban carry a penalty of $250. However, exceptions have been made for religious attire and individuals participating in protests. Physicians in Massachusetts and Ohio have noted a rise in child pneumonia cases mirroring outbreaks that have occurred in China and Europe. In Ohio's Warren County alone, there have been 142 reported cases of pediatric pneumonia since August, an occurrence that health officials are calling a significant outbreak. This particular condition is being referred to as white lung syndrome. Heading back over to Philadelphia, an inmate has managed to escape while on a work detail, marking the fourth breakout from a city lockup this year. The inmate successfully scaled a fence, transversed through a city sanitation apartment yard, discarded his jumpsuit, and was last captured on surveillance video casually walking down the street. The public has been advised by the police not to approach the individual if spotted and to report any sightings. The escape was reportedly influenced by a decision made by prison officials where they canceled the inmate's transfer to a transitional program upon discovering he had open retail theft charges. Two officers from the Nevada Highway Patrol tragically lost their lives after being struck during a motorist assist on Interstate 15 in Las Vegas. The driver responsible initially fled the scene but was subsequently located and is now facing several charges including reckless driving and driving under the influence. Electrion, I guess that's how you pronounce it, in collaboration with the Michigan Department of Transportation, has embarked on an innovative project to install the first wireless public charging roadway for EVs in the United States. This groundbreaking infrastructure is being set up in Detroit and is designed to address several key challenges hindering widespread adoption of EVs, such as range limitations, grid capacity issues, and the high costs associated with EV batteries. WhatsApp is enhancing user privacy with the introduction of a new secret codes feature, specifically designed for its locked chats functionality. This update allows users to not only conceal sensitive conversations, but also to hide the locked chats folder entirely from their chat list, adding an extra layer of privacy. This new secret code feature is part of a global rollout by WhatsApp and is expected to be available to users in the coming months. The Biden administration has proposed new rules that aim to restrict federal tax credits for EVs containing battery materials sourced from China or other countries deemed hostile. This move could significantly influence the adoption of EVs by consumers and potentially impact President Biden's ambitious goal of ensuring 50% of new passenger vehicles are electric by 2030. Because I don't know about you, but I have no idea who else is actually helping out source this stuff, uh, or at least to scale. So uh, it's kind of a head-scratcher and why they're doing this now. The JT-60SA, the world's largest experimental nuclear fusion reactor, has been officially inaugurated in Japan. Its primary goal is to investigate the potential of fusion energy as a safe, scalable, and carbon-free source of net energy. Fusion energy, distinct from fission and not just with spelling, is notable for its lack of risk for catastrophic nuclear accidents and its production of considerably less radioactive waste, which makes you wonder why we haven't tried this earlier.
This groundbreaking reactor is a collaborative effort between the EU and Japan. The JT-60SA plays a critical role as a precursor to the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor Project in France. And starting on July 1st, the Army and Air Force Exchange Service will cease selling alcohol between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. at stores in both the U.S. and globally. This decision affecting Army and Air Force bases is part of the Pentagon's Suicide Prevention Initiative. According to the Defense Department's research, restricting alcohol availability can reduce heavy drinking and mitigate alcohol misuse-related outcomes, including suicide. Or, just hear me out here, they're just going to buy way more alcohol during the open hours and just have it stocked up. So, I wonder if they're going to just then, the next step going to be, limit how much you can purchase at a time. And that has been the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup for 12-1-2023. You got 24 days to get some Christmas gifts. Come on now, you got the weekend. Let's get it done, gentlemen. Because I know it's us that still need to get this stuff done.